Well, I'm kind of in the mix. I don't know what to do tonight. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to do anything if I don't know what to do. I'm not going to do something just to be doing it. Um, but uh, we're going to let her sing this song. I probably now more than ever, this song would be very appropriate for us. Um, do the do uh, sweet things. Uh, hey, what Chris told me. I preached several Sundays ago on um, the sitting of the refiner. Remember the message? Well, all that Sunday night, Chris studied on that. And he had YouTube, read some articles, and then there were YouTube links from those articles, and he had went and watched some YouTube videos on uh, a refiner. And he watched one on this man who was a metal smith and how he would make these legendary uh, knives uh, by running that steel inside of that fire and purging that dross out of that metal and then, and then hammering on that steel and forging it, making it what he wanted it to be and then putting it back in the fire and pulling it out and sticking it back in and pulling it out. And uh, Chris called me Monday morning. He'd been up rather late studying on that and he said uh, now preacher he said there was a lot of that for me he said I know it was for me but he said I just want to tell you that I believe it was for the church too he said they may be some people in our church who's down about the stuff we've been it's been several weeks ago he said he said well, they may be some folks in our church who's down about the things we've been through but he said I don't see it that way he said God's had us in the fire and he said that means God's Using us. He said, I look around, I see what God's been doing, and he said, I see all these families and these couples that are coming and, and uh, joining the church and visiting the church. And he said, he said, I'm excited about what lays ahead. He said, I believe God's working on us, preacher. And God's trying to get us where he wants us to be. And uh, boy, how on that Monday morning that I needed to hear that phone call, and Chris was very, very excited about it. And he kept on me until I went and saw that video, until I went and watched it. He kept asking me about it. And uh, God had, had used him in a mighty way. But he, he believed in old Savannah Baptist Church. Chris couldn't work. He hurt. He really did hurt bad. But he showed up at all of our work days. and Especially setting up that tent. I know he'd come over there and I'd watch him try to set that thing up. And he wasn't even able. We had able-bodied people that could come but wouldn't come. Uh, he wasn't even able-bodied. But he'd come. And he'd try to do what he could. Uh, just, uh, just limp around and, and uh, keep his pain to himself. But we, uh, now more than ever, this song is very relevant for us. It's been sung a hundred times and we've probably taken it for granted, the truth of it. And now we're in a place right now where we'll heed the words, where we will listen to the words. I'm uh, not going to say anything else, but we'll tell you this, the Bible says that life is but a vapor. You remember James? James says that. James says, don't, don't leave out of here saying I'm going to do this next week and that the week after. We're just talking to these men up here that how we, uh, how we plan a fishing trip next weekend or we've got a vacation planned in two months and, and all of these kind of things. James says, don't you dare say all of that. And James says, uh, tomorrow, if the Lord willing, I'll do all these things. Because James says, life is like a vapor. That we're here today and we're gone tomorrow. If you lived 80 years, you're still just here today and gone tomorrow. Amen. Because uh, I'll take you to a 93-year-old man right now and he'll tell you that life is gone like that. 
and he's 93. And so what matters in life, I think, are just really, it just comes down to three things. Number one, it comes down, have you ever been saved? Have you ever been born again? You must know. You must know that you've been saved because there is, there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Uh, there, our day of mercy is today. We don't have mercy after we die. Uh, our destiny is already determined. So number one, have you been saved by God's grace? Have you ever surrendered your life? Have you ever prayed just to ask God to save you and to forgive you of all of your sins and mean it from a broken heart that you believe Jesus is the only way? So number one, have you, have you ever been saved? But number two, who you love? Who you love? It's easy to love people who are lovable. It's easy to love people who love us. In fact, the average Baptist, that's what they do best, is loving people who love you. But let somebody not love you and see what list you put them on. And so it's who you love. That's going to be important, I think, when we stand before the Lord. Do we love the unlovable? Do we love the undeserving? Do we love the unworthy? Who we love? And then number three, not only who we love, but how we love. Do we love with all of our heart? Do we love with a passion? Do we love by action? Not just by word, but do we reveal that love one to another? Uh, and then to those whom we love that are the unlovable or the undesirable. And so... Days like this really remind me of the brevity of life. I'm thankful for times like this in that aspect. That it reminds me that I may not see tomorrow. That I may not see next weekend. It's a very present reminder that right now is all I've got. Right now. I mean, I may not see the midnight hour tonight. I was telling Brother Johnny about Randy Kilby. He was the president of Fruitland Baptist Bible College when I went to Fruitland and he was, he's 41 years old, very young, but he's the president of a Bible college and he was a powerhouse for Jesus in his preaching. He went to preach a revival at a church. His picture of perfect health, big man, not, not obese, but just big, just a giant of a man. And he preached and he sweated a lot when he preached and they had a meal after he was over with at this revival. He said, preacher, come to the fellowship hall. He said, I'm going right in here to pastor study. I'm going to change my shirt. I'll be right over. And they got to looking for him and he just fell out over there in the pastor study. Brevity of life. I'm not promised to cross that road down there tonight. It doesn't have to be by an accident. It doesn't have to be by cancer. God can say, He can just say it's your time to go. And He stopped that heart that He started in me in my mother's womb. He called me to be home with Him. But we, we really got to examine things, church. You got to examine in your own life. You've been wasting a lot of it on careless things and useless things. There are a lot of wood, hay, and stubble in your life. Pursuing the wrong things, especially you young couples, be careful because you'll get you'll get married and you'll you'll just start chasing everything that everybody else around you is chasing. Possessions and you know, cars, toys, hobbies, vacation, all of that stuff. That stuff don't mean a thing. You know, my mom and papa, they, it's, the house is still over there in the Ash Settlement. There's people living in it in, on Mint Road. That little house over there that I, I grew up in, spent a lot of time in my life there, it was a $6,000 kit house from Sears and Roebuck. And that's what Paul and Granny, after they moved out of an old log cabin, 
That's what they moved five youngins into in the sixties. A kit house. And they raised five children in that kit house. Three little bitty bedrooms and a little bitty living room. And then raised some grandmothers in that little house. And you know those children and those grandchildren, we've not missed a thing in life. Because we got raised in a kid house. It didn't give me no complex because mom because Granny and Papa didn't have a 2,000 square foot brand new home. Because they never drove a brand new vehicle, they didn't give me any complex, and it sure didn't hurt me, I tell you that. But you know what their focus was on? The gold, silver, and precious stones in life. That's what you and I need to be doing right now. We need to focus on eternal things, not the things of this world. One day we'll be gone. What have we left behind? What have we left behind? Will you sing this and let us be reminded of this truth that out of the dark places of our lives, God brings sweet things. He brings good things. He brings gold. God do this for this family. I'm excited in my heart as to what their testimony is going to be in a year's time. I'm excited in my heart what Colton and Madison will be able to tell about God's grace during these times. It'll take a while. It'll take a while for them to get there. One may get there before the other. But it'll come. And they'll be able to bless the name of Jesus. Just like what Jennifer and Jesse and David do. Time. God will use time to bring healing. Time for Him to get the glory. Let's get our eyes on the things that matter and remember these great truths right here. If you've never been saved tonight, you know you've never bent your knees and prayed and asked God to save you. You just come, come down, come down to this altar. Walk down these aisles. I'll lead you to the Lord. I'll show you how to be saved. If your focus has been off and you've not loved like you ought to love, love who you need to love, love in a way the, the unlovable, the lost, the hurting, the hopeless, the helpless. That's who we're to be loving. Love them with all that is within us. Not just in word, but in deed. You stand right now and you just worship and I come and pray. If you need to come and pray, walk down those aisles. We'll meet you in the altar and pray with you. Elizabeth, you can sing that. I want to know him better. And I want to walk closer. I want to learn about the heart that was broken for me. It may require suffering, but I am willing for the darker the valley. The more clearly I see, there will come sweet things out of dark places, heavenly light where once it was touch will be sweeter and my love will be deeper out of dark lonely places come sweet 
These words will be spoken, precious words. I may never have had the privilege to hear. I brought you to this dark valley just to show you my glory. Oh, how sweet is the darkness when the Father is near. There will come sweet things out of dark places. will be sweeter and my love will be deeper out of dark lonely places come sweet things from him Amen, Amen The 23rd song got on my heart today I was praying to the family when we went up there this morning song come to my mind and I started thinking about that phrase as I was praying yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil for thou art with me but I started thinking about yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death the shadow of death the shadow of death before there's a shadow there's got to be a greater light valley of the shadow of death because there is a light, a God who is light that lets that shadow fall. Yea, though I walk through the valley, not staying there, not abiding there, not setting up a dwelling place there, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no way for thou art with me. And if I am broken, these words will be spoken, precious words I may never have had the privilege to hear. I brought you this dark valley just to show you my glory. Oh, how sweet is the darkness when the Father is near. There will come sweet things out of dark places. Out 
out of dark lonely places come sweet things from here.